When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Good morning. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on this Friday, the 2nd of December. December, September 2022. I want to wish your life away, Sammy. As I say, good morning to uh, Sam Hyland. It's not December. It's not 23 days until Christmas. It's uh, September. And good morning, Sam. Good morning, Chris. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, i tell you what, though. It's just I've found this week the weather is warming up. And, uh, yeah, it's, oh. you, you know, spring is in the air. So well, it's uh, exciting. Have I you seen the forecast? The uh, Well, yeah, I've heard that there's uh, rain on the way. But anyway. We'll deal with that. But, yeah, it's it's uh, exciting times this time of year. Good horses are back. Although, uh, in saying that, I was only talking to my brother Matthew last night and and uh, was questioning where the good horses are, you know. I mean, that is a, a – uh, oh, it's a terrible meeting at, uh, at Mooney Valley to think – You stakes. know, that we'd be going around in uh, – you know, have those races, uh, you know, obviously automatic entry into the Cox Plate and, and uh, yeah, gee, so, it's moderate. So it's, it's yeah, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a problem going forward. Yeah. It's, uh, we're, you know, we're not breeding as many horses and, and the good horses are, are just not around and, and uh, we have plenty of racing on offer, don't we? So I don't know. I, I, Is it I, also the fact we have two carnivals in the spring now instead of one? Oh, not there's, one. No, there's no doubt about that. We don't have enough good horses to, to accommodate, um, I mean, you know, all these gazillion-dollar races all over the shop. And, you know, I, I understand uh, I, I understand uh, from Sydney's point of view what, you know, what they're doing, uh, uh, but I, I think it's damaging all the same to, to the sport. And it's, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, as as a whole, you know, and and well, you know what we we went through the COVID period. It's been well documented, didn't we? That we we were the only sport that kept going, and yep. and we had uh, so many supporters, and you know, turnover went up, and all the rest of it. Well, um, you know, is it going to keep going f- from off the back of that? I don't think so, you know. And and with this continued rivalry uh, down south, yep. Uh, with the two states, it's it's really sad. But uh, well, but anyway, it is what it is. As you say, we got a free kick when COVID hit. Yeah. We were the only sport that kept going. Yeah. And now we need to make use of that free kick and sensibly, but yeah, will that happen? And we used to have a couple of spring carnivals. Sydney would always kick off the uh, the spring type. Yeah. And then Sydney would phase out and Melbourne would take over. But now the Sydney one goes all the way through till Melbourne exactly. Cup Day, even beyond. Yeah. And the prize money is right up there. So yeah. It's no surprise to see these uh, races such as the fee and stakes, pretty average field tomorrow. Oh, yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, it, it, it's, that, they'd have to be so disappointed with um, with what that meeting's serving up. Yeah. 
All righty. On today's show, we will be talking to Gary Brook, who's the president of the Birdsville Race Club. Of course, Birdsville's meeting today has been abandoned due to some rain yesterday. Uh, we'll get the latest from Gary as what's happening with uh, tomorrow's big day, the Birdsville Cup. And we'll also be talking to Ryan Maloney just after 9am. Of course, Ryan, good mate of yours, Sammy. He's riding steady, ready, who makes uh, its return to the track tomorrow. Yeah, exciting times. I've actually uh, spent a bit of time up at uh, Toowoomba this week and um, uh, we went to the, the track Wednesday morning, Andrew Birch from New Zealand Bloodstock and myself. And uh, yeah, we, we actually had a look at Steady Ready. He looks, uh, look good. looks amazing. And he's, um, he's going to be very hard to beat. I think it'll be uh, jump out and just hang on for Pug. So that is a, <laughs> a, a, a good ride uh, for him for sure. And it's, uh, yeah, he's, he's a nice horse, that's for sure. Now, my top three for the week, shooting for gold, winning at Caulfield last Saturday. Uh, he needed a bit of pace in a race. He needed a smother, and he was given an absolute pearler by uh, Damien Lane, I think it was, who got shooting for gold home, paid almost double-figure odds. So another win for the O'Day Hoisted Stable in Melbourne, but unfortunately Uncommon James, who we'll get to in a moment, uh, win a miss. Uh, return of It's Me at Eagle Farm. Now, she's a mare that set the world on fire when she uh, first hit the uh, racetrack. I think she won her first four coming from way off the speed, couple of those in uh, highway-type races in Sydney. She had uh, tendon issues. I thought she might need the run last Saturday, but that wasn't the case. She came steaming down the outside at, uh, at Eagle Farm and won well and spiritualised, who I thought was very impressive. There was a bit of speed early in that race last week. Uh, the map didn't look really good for spiritualised, but Jimmy Orman, well, he kicked on, found the front, and that horse just powered away from them in the straight and never looked like being run down. So I think Tony Gollan's got another good one there, Sam. Yeah, that's uh, – it's uh, gee, that the O'Day Hoisted Stable and the Gollan Stable, uh, you know, and Heathcote for that matter, they've got uh, a lot of bullets to fire, haven't they? Yep. You know, they're, they're the, the, the big – the three big strong yards uh, out of Eagle Farm that, uh, yeah, they've, they've got uh, – Nice horses, and good to see them uh, heading down south and, and uh, being competitive in Melbourne. Uh, on the news front, uh, the Birdsville Cup, as uh, I mentioned, uh, today's meeting has been abandoned, but we'll catch up with Gary Brook after the break. Uncommon James, yeah, unfortunately he's gone amiss. He's back up here now, gone for a break, and we'll see him in the autumn. Hopefully he comes back as good as he was. Fingers crossed there. Andrew Mellian update. I had here on my phone, Sammy, but I've lost it now, so I'll come back to that. <laughs> Rothfire and Prince of Boom. Uh, they made it to Melbourne. There was a few issues getting those uh, horses to Melbourne with the uh, the transport, but uh, they made it to Melbourne okay, and they are both going around at Mooney Valley tomorrow. So looking forward to those two going around. I was at uh, Rob Heathcote's stable yesterday morning, actually, and uh, and Rob was saying that at midnight they uh, he left with the truck uh, to take them out to the airport, and they were in their boxes at Flemington at 4.30 in the morning. Wow. So it's it's good effort, isn't yeah. it, to, you know, the um, it's it's you can see you know obviously um the advantages to to um to flying, flying down yeah. is exactly that you know the fact that it's uh, it's over and done with pretty quickly because um uh, I'd much prefer that as opposed to standing on a truck. Oh yeah, thirty hours or something. <laughs> um, Andrew Melian hasn't ridden since the Sunshine Coast early in June. He fell off Baloo. I remember that. Uh, he fractured a C4 in the neck. He had concussion, rib fractures, punctured leg, and a lower tibia fracture. He's back a riding light work at the Gold Coast, and he's likely to return race riding in October. So uh, onward and upward, hopefully, there for Andrew Mellian, who we've missed in the jockey ranks. All righty, Sammy, we'll go for a break. When we come back from the break, it'll be good to talk to Dave, oh, sorry, Gary Brook from the Birdsville Race Club and find out just what's happening way out there at Birdsville. 
This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. Welcome back to The Punter's Mates. You're with Chris Nelson and Sam Highland on this Friday morning, the 2nd of September. And it's a big weekend uh, in Birdsville, Sammy, for the Birdsville Cup. Unfortunately, the meeting has gone by the wayside today with the weather playing a part there. Uh, we're going to catch up now with the Gary Brook, who's the president of the Birdsville Race Club. And Gary can give us all the details of what exactly is going on out there at Birdsville, weather-wise, etc. Gary, good morning to you. G'day, gents. How you doing? Very well, thanks. How do we find you? Is uh, the rain stopped? Uh, yeah, pretty cold. Uh, rain has stopped. Um, it's still overcast, but um, the rain stopped. Look, it stopped around midnight or, or so last night, so we haven't had anything since then. But it is cool and it is overcast. How much rain did you get? Because I, when I uh, heard that news uh, yesterday, late yesterday, that today's meeting had been uh, abandoned, I looked at the uh, the Birdsville weather live and it said sunny, 13 degrees. And then I looked a bit further into it, said you had four mils. Did you get more than that? Yeah, look, I don't, I don't know which weather had sunny. They mustn't have had a look. They mustn't have had anyone out here reporting. We, we had we had drizzle most of yesterday. We ended up um, we ended up with 25 mils, about oh. an inch. Most of that came sort of from 6 p.m. to midnight last night. Uh, we we hadn't had much throughout the day. Uh, well, we had it had it had drizzled all day, but it hadn't been too bad. And as the afternoon wore on, it got a little bit worse. Um, yes, yeah, so I had about an inch all up. An inch all up, and and you say it's stopped now. Does it look pretty clear going forward into tomorrow? Um, look, it's due to hopefully by about 10 a.m. this morning, the cloud will break. Yep. Um, we'll get the sun peeking through, and then that should and a bit of wind picking up, and all of those things should work in our favour. Okay, so it should be uh, okay and nice and dried out by tomorrow. Look, I, I mean, we hope so. We, we've got to do quite a bit of work on the track itself. Yep. Um, we'll have graders, um, earth-moving equipment there to move the... Essentially what we do is we, we take the top couple of inches of the track off um, and almost dig ourselves down to dry dirt is our, is our plan out here, and we've done it before, and that's the plan for the next 24 hours. So, Gary, uh, is... When when you get rain uh, like that, no, and see uh, the the footage that you tweeted yesterday, and there's like a um, fair bit of surface water, and and obviously that's a, a bit of an issue. Uh, hence the reason the the meeting couldn't go forward today. Yeah, that's right. We we run on natural clay pan, so the surface once it, then clay gets wet, as you would know, it gets quite slippery. Yeah. Um. So there's just no chance you can you can race on that, but. Um, we had an experience. We had a lot more rain in 2016. We had about 50 mils, so double what we had. Um, and we essentially used graders, as I said, to, to, to literally move the whatever wet sand and soil there is on top. We literally take it off and we dig ourselves down to dry dirt and, and hopefully that'll make our safe racing surface. You mentioned 2016. Is this time of year generally a wet time of year in Birdsville or has this just been no luck or unlucky? No, nah, look, the ironic thing about this is that part of the reason the race the races are held on the first Saturday in September, it is the, the least likely weekend, I think, <laughs> of a year to have, have rain. Um, so I think we've just, uh, we must have walked under a ladder or <laughs> stepped on a black pat about five or ten years ago because we haven't had much luck since. No, you haven't with the uh, the COVID situation, etc. Now, is there plenty of people in town? I imagine there would be. Yeah, look, uh, plenty of people. Um, the roads actually to the to the east and the south are closed now, so those that are here will, will be sticking around for a while, but they are they are in a little bit of mud, um, those that are camping, so it's probably not 
not what they pictured when they decided they'd come for a, a week in the outback. But, um, look, I think people are generally, they, they will be in good spirits. They recognise that the weather is something that we can't control. And you just have to roll with the punches and do your best to, to put on a good show. And what will, so what will happen uh, today? Now the races are off. Obviously, yeah, there's going to be plenty of betting on uh, Wyong and Mornington today, I would think. Canberra, the they're, they're still on. <laughs> is, it, is it a fan of me? Yeah. Nah, look, uh, it's still, uh, because we're, we're even the public area is all, all dirt, so we've decided there won't be anything at the course itself. But, um, you know, the town, I can tell you the pub was the place to be even yesterday when, when the rain was in. It was, it was packed, um, and I dare say it'll be packed again today. <laughs> They'll have some live entertainment. There's a little bit of, you know, there's a few fun things that the local community will, will do, and I think people will just make their way into town. Um, have a couple of beers and, and enjoy, watch some, maybe watch some racing on the TV and jump on the phones and see if they can see if they can pay for their holiday. Get a bit of a bank for tomorrow. <laughs> I'd say the uh, the one person that wouldn't be too upset is the publican. He'd be doing very well out of it today. Yeah, look, uh, he'd probably like it a little bit warmer. Yeah. Um, might be selling a few more red wines than, than cold beers at the moment. But, no, nah, look, um, it's, it's, you know, and, and a lot of those businesses like the pubs have had a tough couple of years, so... Um, although it's not great to have roads closed, I guess it does mean that, that those that are here will hopefully contribute a little bit more to the economy than they might have otherwise. Now, Sammy and I haven't been uh, at all, Gary, to the uh, the Birdsville Cup. W- what are we missing out on? Well, you're missing out on the week of your life, really. <laughs> um, you know, this is, this is um, an experience that, that you can't replicate anywhere, um, and you'll be talking about it for the rest of your life. It really is. The journey here the place, you know, that transformed from 100 to 6,000 and, you know, some, some great racing on a, on a surface that, that is literally a, a clay pan out in the flat and needs very little maintenance. Gary, my, my brother-in-law uh, went to the, is it the Big Red Bash, the last one? Uh, and he was, uh, yeah, he, he, uh, he was spruiking that. And, and then he said, you know, we've, we've got to do, uh, Birdsville races. So, uh, yeah, he was a huge fan of it. And, and there, you know, there are a couple of big occasions for, for the town throughout the year. Oh, very much so. You know, two, two huge events. They, they would be both of them, big red bash, probably first and races second now, given the crowd numbers. The biggest events really in, in certainly in southwest Queensland, you know, they draw people from across the country. And when people they're not coming in for just the day or the night, you know, they're staying for a week, um, four or five days and so forth and really getting to experience the heart of Australia. Mm. Now, have you got a tip for us, Gary? We've got uh, the cup obviously is race number six uh, tomorrow. Yeah, and... oh, really interesting, really interesting one. You've obviously got uh, – I think the favourite might be Josh Joshberg or Joshberg. I don't know how you pronounce it. That's one four on the trot. Yep. Um, and then you've got an interesting one. I can't even. I don't even pronounce it. Mag Magnusovia or Magnusova or something like that. Yep. Magnusova, one of Kim Healy's, and why that's interesting. I mean, they bought that from Robbie Griffith's stable earlier this year, specifically for the Birdsville Cup. So this is the race they've been keen on, and you know, it only I think two starts ago ran a, a short second to Chaonic, who, who arguably, you know, was right up there in the Darwin Cup um, the next start. So, you know, they, they'd be the two that I'd be looking to, the ones that are in form and and that one that I think is, they've set for this race. So they're the ones that I'd certainly be interested in having a look at. Have you got any, uh, any interest in any horses going around this weekend? 
No, not this year. Um, our horses didn't quite, you know, weren't quite up in time to, to come. We've got a, um, had a few horses with Craig Smith out at, out at Roma, um, but ours is not quite ready to run. So um, we have had, had runners here and we have had winners and we've won the Cup as a family, but nothing nothing to celebrate this year. Just one question I was going to ask. For people looking at the Birdsville Cup next year, the year after or whatever, I know a lot of the accommodation is camping, but for those people like myself and maybe even Sammy, who'd rather stay in a motel room or a hotel room, what's available? Is there is there much in the way of accommodation? Why would you want to stay in a hotel room when you come to the Outback? It's beautiful out here. I don't know. I just, I'd rather sleep uh, nah, on a bed look, than on the ground, that's all. <laughs> no, nah, look, uh, the, be- the best accommodation you'll get is, is, is what we call Tent City. Okay. And before, you, before you, you raise your eyebrows, you know, set up on the oval, beautiful tents, you've got your beds, your linen, your mattresses, toilet showers all provided so oh, it might right. not be a, a, a solid roof but it is very well set up and you can rock in and you don't have to do anything so is, that's something for somebody that that wants to do as little as possible but still enjoy something and and might i add you only need to walk across the road to the pub is that oh okay that's even uh, that's a big carrot is that what they call glamping uh well, i reckon glamping might be another level up all right um, these tents are a little <laughs> bit smaller um but it's it's as close to glamping as you'll get here Okay, Gary. I've just uh, well, I haven't I haven't picked it up yet, but it's it's getting built. I've just purchased the caravan, so I, I'm I'm I think it'll be good for uh, a yeah. trip next year, don't you think? Put some miles on it. <laughs> oh, caravans! I mean, caravans are the way to do it. Um, there's plenty of plenty of space out here. That's one thing we've got. So whether you want to be in the thick of it or you want to be out on your own, um, that this is the place to be. But caravan, you'd be laughing. We could turn that caravan into some sort of uh, outside broadcast unit. Yeah, that's it. We could go many places, but Birdsville will be one that we, we should do. Oh, I, I we think we do. should lock it in. I think we should lock it in. We'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll put that to uh, to Jules, and and we'll say next yeah. year we need to do uh, need to do uh, uh, Birdsville. And Chris, hey, you can have the bunk, and I'll just have the big yeah. bed. Yeah, <laughs> we could share the driving. That's fine. We're, neither of us are very large, so we'll be right. <laughs> what was that? Sorry. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a good plan, Gary. So much. Uh, thanks so much for joining us this morning. We really appreciate it. It's a shame about today, but uh, all systems go hopefully for tomorrow. And I'll be looking uh, with plenty of interest on TV. And uh, yeah, I think we've got to put it down to something we should do. It should be on everyone's bucket list, shouldn't it? Absolutely, it is. And as I said, it's something you will um, you've never experienced before, and you'll be talking about it for the rest of your life. Terrific, Gary. Thanks again for joining us. All the best for tomorrow. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Gary Brook joining us there, the president of the Birdsville Race Club. Remember, Sam, the Queensland Spring Carnival is here. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for more details. And after this break, we'll come back with a little more. This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. Welcome back to The Punters, Mate. Uh, You're with Chris Nelson and Sam Hyland. Now, Sam... Summer harness racing is back. The summer harness racing season is set for a stellar return in 2022. There are a couple of action-packed evenings at Albion Park featuring eight group races, including the Be Good Johnny Sprint, the Queensland Cup, and the Trotters Sprint. That just kicks things off. It ends up at Redcliffe, winds up at Redcliffe on Wednesday, December the 21st. Uh, with the running of the Christmas Cup. Are you a harness racing man? I don't know enough about harness racing, Chris O, but uh, I've been a few times and uh, they do a great job down there at Albion Park. And I've actually been around Redcliffe, the triangle, they call it, the what? track. 
And behind a horse? Yeah, I was. I sat in the sulky with Brett Graham driving. It was. Uh, I can't believe how fast they go. Was it frightening? So, bit scary? No, it wasn't scary. I was. I, was, I had the phone out. I was geeing it on. <laughs> I was going go faster. Go fast! Thrill seeker. Yeah, it was funny. It no, was, it looks uh, like they did have a race at Albion Park a while back with some um, Bailey Note, if I know, was yeah, in a few of the jockeys. Have been good fun. Got involved. Yeah. I need an SEM one of those. It's I'd good. love to get behind the cart. It's, uh, no, it's good fun. Good fun. All right. Well, uh, don't forget the uh, the Queensland Summer Harness Racing season is set to return, and some big big nights there. All righty, we'll go for a short break, and after we come back from the break, we're looking forward to chatting to Ryan Maloney, who's piloting Steady Ready tomorrow at Doomba. This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. You're with The Punter's Mate on this Friday morning, the 2nd of September 2022. Chris Nelson and Sam Hyland with you. If you missed the first half hour, I can tell you we spoke to Gary Brook, who was the president of the Birdsville Race Club. Gave us an update on what's happening there with the weather, etc. Looks like all systems go for tomorrow's meeting. Unfortunately, today has been lost, Sammy. Yeah, that's a it's a real shame for them, isn't it? And uh, but anyway, I, I think uh, Gary seemed confident that they can uh, get the work done today and get the uh, track in good order for tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, good luck. Yeah, good should luck be a good time out there. I still think we should get that OB up and running. Be fun out there. Imagine what you get up to today. I was just today. looking at uh, Magnusova. Yep, who is in the cup? One of Gary's tips. Uh, Forty six starts, four wins. Ten seconds. Sausage? Ten, ten seconds. Sausage? Oh, it goes into sausage category there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, so I'll be interested to see how it goes. All righty, the Queensland Spring Carnival is here. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for more details. Ryan Maloney is joining us. Ryan, of course, is piloting Steady Ready, who makes his long-awaited return to the track tomorrow at Doombin. Ryan, good morning to you. Morning, boys. How do we find you after that debacle last night? As a fellow Richmond supporter, I shouldn't be talking about it, but we were robbed. We were robbed. Yes, yes, but like you said, um, we had our, we, had, we did have our chances. We but, did. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it was a cracking game, but uh, unfortunately, we were on the wrong side. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate those games where um, you, you're you're less than you're less than a goal in front for about seven, eight minutes and you just can't get another yeah. one. And there's that mu- – and you know, you know the opposition's going to get a goal late and you won't have time to get another one. And Yeah, that was, that was very good, um, Brisbane. Just the um, – what's the bloke's name? He does the handlebars. Oh, Cameron. yeah, Cameron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. So, uh, but, uh, like, yeah, like you said, we had our chances, but uh, unfortunately on the wrong side. That's Pug, the way it goes. Pug, how is the uh, atmosphere? Of course, you had the Group 1 seats. Uh, they do that for, for Brisbane's leading <laughs> jockeys. Uh, and, yeah, how was the atmosphere there last night? Well, I had to pay through the nose for, to get those seats, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that well, lucky really you've good. got it. Lucky you got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, my missus does. Um, uh, no, that the, uh, the atmosphere was really good. I couldn't believe it. You would have thought it was a... Um, a home game. There was that many Richmond supporters there. Yeah, it, yeah, that was a really good, uh, really good game. And um, yeah, like I, like I said, unfortunately, we were just on the wrong side. Yeah, it was interesting that, that on the TV it seemed to be more support for Richmond. And when Dane Zorko went near the ball, he's booed, and, he's, <laughs> and the boos yeah. were coming through quite loudly. So that, that was amazing too. Yeah, no, um, 
we've topped a bit of flack, but uh, it makes all the theatre more enjoyable. It does. Now, uh, you've got a couple of very important rides uh, at uh, Doomben tomorrow, and we'll probably be going around on a heavy surface. Uh, might, uh, Chris, I might just touch. I yeah. saw uh, Ryan in, on Tuesday morning at uh, at the trials at uh, at Doomben, and does a good job that track because I think there was twenty two trials there um, Tuesday morning, but there was a few handy ones going around. Pug, uh, what did you take away from the trials? Uh, yeah, no, there was a quite quite a few of Tony's um, trialed up really really nicely. Uh, they did, I think they had twenty four trials on there, so it cops a lot of. Uh, Cops a lot of um, use, so uh, they do a good job um, to uh, keep it up. They do, and Tony always seems to have uh, have a lot of good trialers. Now, before we get to Steady Ready, your riding uh, will be the favourite in the first race tomorrow, and that is Lammer for Casey Fogden, who absolutely swam through the uh, the wet conditions at the Gold Coast last start. Yeah, 100%. Um, if this rain, the predicting kid does come, um, all my horses have got form, so it uh, won't uh, play too much drama for me. Um, doesn't look uh, obviously a small field, doesn't look a, a clear leader, but um, uh, I'd uh, just be riding him wherever he's comfy and um, going off that last one, he should be right after this. Now, you haven't ridden him in the past, but uh, looking, I mean, he's by Swiss Ace from a more than ready mare in Sainted, 1630 metres. Um, I'm not sure about the Swiss Aces when they get out over ground, but fortunately he doesn't have a lot of opposition tomorrow. No, they, um, they seem to be predominantly sprinters. So, um, yeah. Uh, look, Casey, Casey knows what she's doing. So, um, and the way he, uh, he hit the line the other day, it, um, he was full of running. So, um, yeah, hopefully uh, it's um, not too much of a concern. Race number two. At uh, Doombin, you are riding steady, ready. Now, this, this is a fast pony. Uh, drawn gate one, I think it's just jump out and hang on, Pug. This will just jog in. Uh, <laughs> Pass the post. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, look, you have to um, carry a little bit of, give them a bit of weight, and obviously first up with um, a few that have got fitness under their belt, but um, class does take you a long way, so... Um, so gate one, I might have to might have to use him to assert uh, his authority, but um, he doesn't have to lead if uh, they want to go helter skelter. We've seen uh, at Eagle Farm he's that often, but um, I'll just be guided by what Tony says. He, he um, he's had the two two jump outs at Toowoomba, so like I said, uh, you've got to give him a bit of weight. But his class does take a long way, and he does handle a little heavy, no no drama at all. Have you been on his back at all? No, okay. I've seen him, so uh, he's um, he's quite a big uh, big lad. But um, so the hopefully the weight uh, won't be too much of a concern. Uh, in race three, you're riding proper rogue for Tony, drawn a uh, a wide gate over the eleven ten, which is uh, never ideal, but uh, has a good wet track record, a very good wet track record. Yeah, he's a bit slow out the other day, and uh, obviously. Went back to the inside um, when Jimmy won and he proceeded. So uh, obviously he'd be guided by what Tony wants to do and how he steps. Um, it can be quite tricky that start if you, you can't. Uh, he's sort of letting it unfold. You've got to make your mind up pretty quickly. Yep. Um, 
he works really well on Tuesday, so uh, again, handles the wet, no worries. So um, if we can get the right run in transit, I'm sure he's going to make his presence felt. Uh, race five, you are riding Coup de Tonner for Tony Goland, another drawn a good gate. Yeah, I um, I galloped him Tuesday. I was really impressed. He doesn't work like a stayer. Um, he was very sharp in his work. Another one that will handle the wet, uh, drawn well. Um, I, I, I'll give him a really good, really good show on Saturday. I'm well, glad you're saying that because I've actually put him on top. I thought it was a, I thought it was a winnable race. I know he he's better out over further. I mean, his last run uh, before joining Tony Gollum was over three thousand metres at Mooney Valley. But I just thought his run at Ipswich. He lacked a bit of dash in the straight, as you would imagine, over 13.50, but he still battled on quite well, and he gets out to 16.30. And as you mentioned, his, uh, his wet track record's probably better. Well, it is better, strike rate-wise, than, uh, than his dry track record. So I don't know where you can have him in the run, but I think he's got a definite chance, too, at a decent price. Yeah, and, and like I said, the way he worked on Tuesday, he, does, he didn't work like a stayer. He um, surprised me how sharp he was. Um, obviously, having that um, first up run holding a good steady did try well. So, um, and from that favourable gate, and if this rain does come, like I said, um, I'll give him a really, really good show. Yep, good. Uh, June forty-five in race six. Yeah, I look, really like the way he hit the line the other day. Um, looks better, ridden conservative going for his form, um, and from that gate we can uh, we can. Ride him wherever we want, basically. So um, I think uh, the wet the wet shouldn't uh, shouldn't dampen his. Sorry, just bear with me for a second. You're right, mate. All good. We got you. All right. Yep. Okay. Now we'll go to uh, race number nine. Big Bad Bruce comes up with an inside draw. He's a horse that doesn't have a lot of luck in his races. Uh, but he won't get caught nah. wide. He won't get caught wide tomorrow, yeah. that's for sure. No. Nah. Hopefully the rail's all right. Still, still all right by that yeah. by, uh, race time. But the other day, he uh, was in the three-wide line with cover, but he just got... Um, it was very on pace that, uh, that that day, and we got sort of shunted out quite wide in the straight. Uh, he's worked Tuesday. I couldn't fault him. He's, he's fit as well. He's sound. Um from that gate, and certainly doesn't look an overly strong race, um, bar the, the thing of um, Steve O'Day's. Yeah, Enterprise um, Mia. But yeah, I think that this is a, should be able to certainly figure in the finish off his work on Tuesday and with the with the weight and the barrier, and he does like doesn't doesn't want to sting out as well. Now, well, let's go back to last week's racing. A couple of questions for you. The first one is, you won the last race on Mob Buster and you didn't actually win first up because the photo went the other way. Uh, Pen Tito got the photo. I was watching at home and I tipped Mob Buster and I thought maybe on the line. Then they, slowed, they showed the slow-mo with the white line and I'm sure Mob Buster got his head down and then the photo went Pen Tito's way. What were your thoughts on the line? Did you think you'd won in the photo or you weren't sure? Well, no, I um, I can't about. I said to Sam, "What do you think?" She goes, "Oh, um, I'm not too sure." Because uh, when when uh, she got to me, he, he did serve again, and I thought I was just got his head right down on the line. He got he bobbed right on the line, and then when I was counting back, they had the numbers up already. I said, "Oh, well, it must be it must have been a clear margin." And then 
uh, I didn't even bother looking at the photo. And then 10 minutes later, they come back and they said, oh, there's a clear margin of, of your horse with the yeah. goes in front. Well, oh, I so, was... Uh, I, yeah, go on. So, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was wrapped. I was, I, I was standing in Gallopers, right, uh, with a mate of mine, Ben Wright, uh, Nathan Day's brother, and, and uh, so we've backed Pentito. I said, uh, this this will win, Pentito, right? And and even Will Holbert looked at me like I was smoking weed or something, and I said, this will get the money, don't you worry. She wrote it a treat, this Sam Collar. So we roar at home, this Pentito, right? And then they go over the line, I'm... I'm like, it's close, but I, I think we get it. I think we get it. Naturally, I'm being confident, you know. Then, you know, number goes up. Yeah, we've got it. Then, So then keep going up to cash the ticket. And, uh, you know, the, and Ollie behind the jump, he keeps turning me away. And I'm going, what's going on here? And then next thing Ben says to me, mate, they re- reversed the decision. I said, what? I've never heard of this. Like, yeah. Oh, did I? Did I throw myself on the ground? Unbelievable! Yeah, that, well, in the photo you can see there's a there's there is mud, no, I don't <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you, so, Ryan. Uh, I thought the ride was great. How often? <laughs> how often? Right over the years, like I, I, I would say to the boys, I was going, you know. I, people would say, oh, you know, I want to have a look at the photo. And you're like, come on, mate. When, yeah. when is this yeah, going yeah. to get turned around? I can't tell you the last time one got turned around, you know. like, And back in the day, if a trainer said, oh, let's go and, you know, like one of those crazy roosters that want to protest. And you're going, mate, you're a million to one in the protest. Oh, I want to protest. I want to protest. Yeah. <laughs> I want to look at the photo, mate. They've employed two judges. They know what they're doing, you know. And sure enough. They turned it around. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Anyway, that's the way it goes. Yeah. So what decision prevailed? <laughs> yeah, the other one, Ryan, just quickly before we uh, let you go. Garibaldi, you got him home last week. Uh, he's been a bit of a nemesis for the punters, but you managed to just get him there on the line. Yeah, no, it was a really good win. The, um, uh, for a little bit there, I didn't think I was going to get out, but um, obviously that, that track very firm. Yeah. Everything was sticked. Everything that I was on speed was sticking, sticking on, and um, uh, luckily I just got the speed at the right time, and um, he done the rest. He certainly did, and I don't think we'll see him again for a while. He's probably gone for a break, but uh, he deserved to win, and the punters deserved to collect on uh, Garibaldi. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us this morning. You've got a great book of rides tomorrow, especially in the early part of the day, and I certainly hope you land the first two winners. No, boys, cheers. Good on you, Ryan. Ryan Maloney joining us there, of course. Sam uh, Ryan uh, doing a terrific job, as he always does, riding plenty of winners. In the last couple of weeks, he's been riding certainly plenty of winners. So stick with Ryan. He'll only go onward and upward from here. We'll go for a break. When we come back from the break, we'll get our betting wrap from Scott Cross from This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. We are in the home straight for this morning's Hunters Mate. You're with Chris Nelson and Sam Highland. Sam, it's that time of the week we always look forward to when we're joined by Scott Cross from CrossBet to have a look at some of the sporting markets and racing markets over the weekend. Good morning to you, Scott. Good morning, guys. How are you? Very well. How do we find you on this uh, Friday morning, which at the moment is a bit cloudy, but might be a bit wet later on? Yeah, mate. I think it's going to rain for uh, Riverfire here in Brisbane tomorrow, but uh, it's not too bad at the moment. Yeah, that is a shame because that is a really good spectacle, River Fire. Now, we kick things off tonight, 7.55. The Roosters take on the Rabbitohs. 
Mate, the roosters and the rabbitos, this is as close as you can get. The line is negative one. The roosters are a dollar eighty five. Souths are a dollar ninety five. This really is wow. a, a flip of the coin here. Um I'm going to pick the Roosters just purely because of the home ground advantage. It's the new stadium, um, but they may rest. Uh, they may rest their superstar Sawali as well. So um, I'm going to tip the Roosters here. But yeah, raise a reg game here. Very important for both teams. All righty. Now, when I looked at this uh, today, the list match here, Wallabies in South Africa, uh, the Union tomorrow night at 7:35. I thought this is Groundhog Day. I'm sure this match was on last week. It, it was on last week, and the odds are about the same last week as well. Um, I uh, you know, wrongly tipped against the Wallabies. Um, I'm going to change my mind here. I'm going to go with the Wallabies again this week. Uh, we, I think for the first time this season, we've named an unchanged team, uh, which is good. Wallabies are $1.87. The line's half a point, uh, and South Africa is $1.93. Uh, this is going to be a great game. Uh, as a rugby fan, I'll be, I'll be watching, but again... Very, very close game. There's not much in it, uh, and hopefully the Wallabies can go back-to-back. Scott, the Chelmsford Stakes uh, tomorrow at Randwick. Uh, Look, at this field, I I reckon it's open enough, this race. Um, You know, it wouldn't surprise me if there was a surprise result here. Absolutely. Um, Look, it's probably no surprise. Around, if I'm looking here, around 40% of the hold is on Surefire. Uh, it opened at three eighty. It's the favourite at three dollars thirty. It's the market mover, but um, you know there's money being around for some of the other horses in here. The William Pike ride Benno out of Gate Seven. Uh, Montefiore is at four dollars sixty. There's money around for it, uh, and Mwanga, the, the Nashville Willa ride uh, as well. So I, I, I'm with you, despite the fact Surefire is at three thirty. And it's I'm going to stick with Surefire for this one, um, but I, I'm with you. I think it's a very open race. Uh, race seven at Randwick tomorrow, Scott, is the Tramway Stakes. It sees the return of Zaki. Is uh, he dominating the market? <laughs> dominating would be an understatement, yeah. <laughs> the uh, the super horse Zaki at the moment is just clipped almost 70% of the hold. So opened at $2.15. It is $1.75. Look, it's too short for my liking at $1.75. Um, however, um, it's very hard to look past Zaki. The only one... Uh, having a look at some trials, and I think trialled quite well, uh, was Converge, uh, the Waterhouse bot horse. It's at $7. Uh, for me, it's hard to go past Zaki, but I think for a bit of uh, you know, a bit of value, I might uh, look at Converge and maybe throw it in your exotics. McEwen Stakes at the Valley. Uh, some Yeah, some disappointing uh, acceptances, I would have said, for, for these couple of big races, uh, the Fan and the McEwen. But uh, just the seven runners here, Cool and Gatta, the favourite, you would think just with natural improvement into uh, this preparation, gee, it's going to be hard to beat. It's, uh, you know, you can pick holes in a few of these others in this race. Absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, Cool and Gatta last season was a, uh, just a superstar. Uh, and the, and the, uh, the punters have come for it. Uh, it's over 60% of the hole. It opened $1.95. It's floated a little bit out uh, to $2.25. I'll certainly be going with Cool and Gatta. I, I, I can't really look at anything else. You know, the two uh, Queensland trainers, uh, Heathcote has Rothfire in here at $7. Uh, Tony Gollan has Zeus Style in here. It is the market mover. opened at seven fifty into six fifty. Um but I'm with you. I just, it, it, no matter how you look and cut it, I just keep coming back to Cool and Gatta. We're going to have a couple of dollars on Zeus style there. I think at those Ooh. odds. Yeah, he trialled really well, but he always does. There is a bit of pace, but he should be able to find the fence. And you think uh, around Mooney Valley against the rail, not a bad spot to be, is it, Sam? No. You've ridden there? I haven't. 
It's not. <laughs> and, and and just one more yep. thing before you guys, your AFL people, is no. What a great game last night! <laughs> no, it wasn't. Lions. It wasn't. I, He's I, a I bit salty this morning, Chris. He's a bit salty. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to bring it up, and when it didn't come up, I thought I'm going to have to get it in here. What a fantastic finish! Well, I certainly wasn't going to bring it up. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and the finish—that's even the what's what's worse. That's the one thing I certainly wouldn't have brought up. But uh, no, nah, look, full credit oh. to the Brisbane Lions. It was a it was a shootout, and that's what we love to see in uh, in finals for sure. It was a real finals game, and. Uh, the best team on the night won, so good luck to the Brisbane Lions, and that's all right. We could, well, that's okay. We'll still take our three premierships in six years. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got. I think we got three in a row once. You did. <laughs> you certainly did. Yeah, you did. All right. All right. I'm going to cut that short here. Thanks, Scott. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, have a great weekend. No worries. Take care. We'll talk to you next week. See you later. See you later. See Thanks, you. Scott Cross, joining us as he does each and every week uh, with the Crossbet. Betting wrap. Now, thanks to Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility. It's time for follow, fold, or forgive, or sausage, Sam. Yeah, wow. You got any sausages from last week? Well, I see one of our favourites. I, th- I, I think there was a couple of sausages up at uh, Burnsville this week. Oh, uh, yeah. Todd Austin and Rick McMahon, I think we'll put them in the sausage category. Yes. They, they are a definite fold. Yep, they certainly are. Uh, now, Batiga, who I tipped last week. I thought Batiga's run was quite good at Eagle Farm. This was race number two. Uh, Kyle Wilson-Taylor sort of was flushed out a little bit. He, he went to go and then one out, one came out underneath him, pushed him three and four wide, and that was it for Batiga. So the run was a lot better than it looks. Don't sack. So forgive Batiga, Batiga, however you want to pronounce it. Tony Gollins, uh spiritualised, who we mentioned at the top of the show, super impressive, did at both ends of that race, I'm not sure where Tony's going with this one, but he's got another one, another smart one in his stable. So it's a follow for spiritualized. Hatchet, who uh, went around in the last race, and this was the race we spoke about earlier, Mob Buster and Pentito fighting out the finish. Hatchet, I thought, was a really good effort. It was a wide gate, was handlebars down from Brody Loy. I think in a soft with a softer run, uh, he might have been harder to get past. So maybe back to 1,200 metres, but he's a horse in form hatchet. He was only beaten uh, 2.35 lengths on the line. So stick with him. And I spotted one at the Gold Coast last Saturday, last Friday, Sam, Gold Market Day. Uh, Daring Man. He he just had nothing go right for him. He was only beaten a couple of lengths. Uh, everything went wrong. He over-raced. He got held up. He was wide. He was shuffled back. You name it. He copped it. So follow Daring Man, and I note he is in at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday afternoon. So Daring Man, definitely one to follow. So Batiga, a forgive, Spiritualized to follow, Hatchet, a forgive, and Daring Man, a follow for Sunday. Got anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah. Uh, my horse to follow is Four Mile Lane. Oh, yeah. Yep. It ran second at uh, Ipswich on Tuesday, was it? Uh, was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, this was this was a run. Uh, so it, it's uh, it's ready to win. I thought Four your horse, alone. one of your other horses was going to win there on Wednesday, Von Zither. Yeah. It looked like it was. I know. It's, <laughs> I, I had it at big odds two starts ago. I know, you did. And, uh, yeah, gee whiz. It's, uh, yeah, the, it, it just turns up at his switch, doesn't it? It uh, certainly does. Now, of course, those follow, fold, forgives were for Aquas, Queensland best and largest stallion facility and Queensland breeders' number one supporter. Now, before we get to the weekend forecast, Sammy, we have a change next week 
you and I are going into the breakfast radio uh, <laughs> sphere. space, sphere, however you want to pronounce it. We will be on next week from 6.30 in the morning. So uh, all your regular listeners out there, set your alarms nice and early. You might be able to wake up to the dulcet tones of cool. Sam Highland and myself. So between 6.30 and 7.30 uh, going forward for the punters, mate, next week onwards. Now, let's see if we can find some winners uh, anything you'd like to kick us off with, Sam? Would you like me to start? Uh, steady, ready. It's the obvious. Yep. But I, I think, uh, as I said to Ryan Maloney, it'll just be jump out and hang on. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it'll just win. What price is it? Dodds on? Dollar sixty. Oh, that's nice if you tip one at those 60, You got anything yeah. at a bit more value? Uh, just having a look. All now. right, I'll take over then for a minute. Go. I'll go with race three, number seven, Caribbean King, who's down in weight. And I thought the run here two weeks ago was very, very good. He was no better than three wide, and he was still surging on the line. That was an excellent effort. He's in really good form this prep. Uh, he likes the wet ground, which I'm expecting tomorrow. I am expecting a heavy track if all this rain does come. Uh, I think it'd be very hard to beat. So race se- uh, race three, number seven, Caribbean King. Race seven, number five, Jakama, trained out of Toowoomba by John Dan. I think Jakama is another one that will really love the wet ground. Loomed up to win two weeks ago at Doom and just didn't quite finish off. Was 13.50 up to 1,600 metres. I love the fact he stays at 16 this time around. I think it's actually 16.30 tomorrow. Uh, and the wet track is uh, something he has a better record over than a dry track. So race seven, number five, Jakama. And I'll, I'll just jump in there. Go. I am with Aussie Nugget at $5. Does that, does that suit you better at $5? It's up? a little bit yeah. better, yeah. Aussie Nugget. Well, I'll tell you up. what. Claim three kilos. He's in my black book, Aussie Nugget, but I just want him over a little bit further. That's the only thing. I might be wrong. I might be wrong, but uh, I think he's close to a win, but I have my doubts. And race eight, number six, Snippy Fox. He loves the wet ground. Five starts on a heavy track for three wins and two placings. Out of a listed race last time, freshened up, nice little trial from Joe Pride. I think Snippy Fox will be hard to beat. Sam, any others you'd like to add to that? Uh, No, I think that's, uh, that's about it. A daring man at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. Sam, it's been a pleasure this morning, as always. Now, don't forget, next week. Just get up early. To get up early because we'll be up nice and early. And tune in. Set your alarm, 6.30 next Friday morning for the punters, mate. We'll be looking at all the meetings over the weekend, of course, and another couple of very special guests. <laughs>